Music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, it's Kelly, and this week we chat with two very talented Canadian artists, Rhea May and Dan Talevsky, who decided to team up on a new song called Too Close. We also speak with Calgary-born R&B artist Ruben Young, talking about his debut EP, Dream State. New music on the way as well from Max, Billie Eilish, and Zed with Kalani. Joining us on the show now, two artists who I've been a fan of for many years, and I'm very excited they decided to team up. They've each had a lot of success as solo acts with songs like Guilty as Sin, Knock Me Off My Feet, Close Off, and Bend. Rhea May, Dan Talevsky, super excited to have you on The Kelly Alexander Show. Thanks for Hi, Kelly. Yeah, thanks. Hey. I'm so happy to have you guys both together. When I heard the song, immediately, immediately I was like, this is a hit right across the country. This is going to be amazing. So, <laughs> amazing. Oh, super Thank catchy. You. So first of all, I'm going to take you back a little bit though how did you guys both become friends uh you know what's funny it's i uh, you were the first person to tell me about dan kelly oh, oh wow this is amazing <laughs> you I, I remember getting an email saying like um something maybe like i like your song you need to meet dan Talensky. i remember that and then when i met him a few months later at a radio station or something it was already kind of in my brain of like oh, okay i have to meet dan Talensky. <laughs> So you kind of started that for me. Great. <laughs> I will take credit. <laughs> so did yeah, you guys... I, just, I was going to say, I also kind of harassed Rhea on Instagram for like a good six months online to try to get her to work with me. And eventually, when we finally did uh, get in the studio, that's when Too Close happened. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we did have a lot of back and forth of like, next Thursday, uh, how about next yeah. month? Or how about, uh, and then it was like, yeah, I could get more than a year went by. Exactly. Oh, and, uh, but it was worth it because, yeah, the very first time we got together, we, we wrote too close that evening. So That's yeah. crazy. Can't complain. And did it just come out pretty quickly? It yeah. It did, actually. Yeah, I think it did. And uh, we were just laughing about it this morning because when we ended up calling it a night that night, we thought, did the song, is it bad? Is it is this good? Like, we, we had no idea. And then the next morning we woke up and played it and we, we were like, okay, I think we have something here. Yeah, but that first night I definitely went to bed being like, oh, we, we talked about writing for so long and we wrote yeah. a bad song. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh and my. then, we, yeah, we both, you know, later we talked about it and Dan was like, I felt the same way. So you just exactly. never know. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, once you guys had written the song, did you write it like both to guitars and then did the production after? How did that all come about? Yes, yeah, sort of. The, we wrote it actually with uh, Ryan Kowarski as well, who was in Before 4 with okay. that spiky blonde hair. <laughs> and um, he is a producer as well as a writer. So he was sort of, we, it was sort of simultaneous. Like, you know, he'd be working on something and it would, it would spark like a lyric. And then, exactly. you know, and then he'd be like, oh, let's put the drum there. It kind of all happened in, in one evening in that way. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. And uh, when it comes to the writing part of it, like, are you guys, obviously you're good at collaborating, but are you, like, has that now become second nature because of the industry you're in? And, like, and now that you both have success behind you, that it's, like, collaborating and co-writing is now just part of your job? Yeah, Dan, what would you yeah. say? I've always been writing with other people um, for the last 10 years, actually. So I, I love getting in with other people. I love mixing, you know, chemistry and different type of artistries together. And uh, I, I will continue to do so. And I'm sure you, Rhea, as well. I think it's, this is the first of many. Yeah, it's definitely something I really enjoy. Sometimes, you know, if you're writing by yourself every day, there's only so many, um, you know, adventures that you can go on that exactly. inspire a story. And sometimes it's good to, you know, me and Dan were talking about with exes, and that's yeah. what inspired too close. So I don't think I would have even had that conversation, you know, certainly not if I was alone. <laughs> <laughs> and when you guys are working together, you know, Dan, how do you push Rhea and Rhea, how do you push Dan? 
That's oh. a good question. I, I think we, it's just a lot of talking, a lot of um, just going through stories. Uh, we'll vibe to different songs that are um, on the charts, just kind of seeing what's, what's in and what's not. And, uh, um, yeah. and then we kind of have melodies back and forth. And I know Dan, Dan is a perfectionist, I will say. Like, he, I, I felt very pushed in terms of getting a great vocal take that maybe I normally wouldn't have pushed myself on. And for me, I really like that. And also with me, I really wanted the lyrics to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And I don't know if that was me bringing something that was painful. Yeah, definitely. There, was a couple, there was a couple of lyrics that was just the most simple word, like the or uh, and I was like, oh, no, what's one of that? You know, so it, I'm a kind of perfectionist in that way. But in terms of like, you know, the vocals and stuff, Dan's such a good singer. And I just felt really lucky to sort of be able to push myself to almost mm-hmm. his level. <laughs> Thank you. I think it was a good mix of like, you know, the, the melodies that I can bring and what she can bring in her lyrics and my lyrics. It was a perfect combination. Whatever yeah. was in the air that night was like... Meant I know. To be- and I know you both said that you well, felt pretty good about it the following morning, but did you guys have any idea mm-hmm. how well it was going to be like re- like received? Because I, you know, follow, of course, you guys both on, on social media, but then just because I'm a radio announcer, I see what things are, are kind of happening across the country and I just see how much support you guys are having from like every market with regards to this song and I know that we're adding it you know at the station I work for so what does that feel like to know like immediately you've just gotten such su- such support for the song it's it's funny because like that next morning we felt good about it but it's still we still held on to it for a year because yeah. we weren't sure like I was like is it a Dan Tulesky song is it a Rhea May song is it good is it bad like we were so up and down so yep. for us to get so many yeah like so much radio support right out of the gate is shocking and it it really makes me enjoy listening. Like I went back and started listening to the song the last couple of days and really enjoyed it without being critiquing. Critical, you know? yeah, completely. I, I was so nervous. I even during the video shoot, you never really know. And I was looking at all the crew and everything, and I was like, I'm <laughs> praying that this will works out because there's so many people involved and so many factors involved. And but um, it's been amazing. I did not expect it. And, Loving it. And yeah, I've noticed we're, that you we're guys happy. and I noticed you guys have been on a lot of like Canadian television shows that are, you know, like ET Canada and all that kind of stuff that you're getting the support yeah. there. What does that feel like? You know, you guys get to hang out and, and sort of come to fans that way. Like they're actually seeing you guys be together. And I think I saw earlier today that you guys actually performed the song for the first time. So that's got to be fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun doing it with Rhea. I actually don't love being on camera alone in press days. So to have Rhea next to me, and she's hilarious, and we just laugh all day. And it does not feel like a job at all. And it's just fun to get on camera and sing and good times. Rhea? more fun with a second person. Yeah, I'm sure the pressure's a bit off. <laughs> I agree. Uh, hanging out with us on the show are Dan Talefsky and Rhea May. You can follow them on social media at Dan Talefsky and at Rhea is awake. Did you guys feel like this is now the start of something like long term? Like I know you're both solo artists, but do you think you'll revisit and and because you have something special going on? I I definitely I mean we've definitely written together since and we have yeah. another song that we really like I don't yeah. know I don't think we're gonna do like an album of Rhea and Dan okay yeah. I think <laughs> the next country duo if you check <laughs> maybe you never know but like uh, you know I think I have a feeling that we'll be writing together a lot because we you know we're fans of each other and we yeah. like to be around each other and those are kind of the only two elements for collaborating exactly I agree. And do you think you'll do, because I know the song, like, it's just pretty much been released and it's still gaining, you know, steam and there's lots, uh, lots of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, career or lifespan, I should say, to the song. Do you feel like you're probably going to be asked to maybe perform uh, at one of these Canadian award shows, like the iHeart Jingle Ball or something like that? Because I think, like, you definitely have something. And I think, uh-huh. I think fans are going to love to see the two of you together on stage somewhere. 
I'm I'm so superstitious that I I can't answer your question. <laughs> I don't want to do anything, but <laughs> but we'd love that. And you know, I'm yeah. I'm heading out on tour um, across Canada this winter and spring, and I've I've asked Ben to come up to as many shows as he can. So I'm I'm hoping that he will pop up in many of them. Yeah, and people will get a chance to see us uh, perform this. Awesome. So, yeah, Dan, I'm, Dan, you're coming to Montreal, then I've already decided for you. So, uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, I'll be there. So, make that happen. <laughs> and that's December 7th, isn't it, Ria? I think you're going to be here December 7th. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I feel, I feel yep. that's it. I wanted to ask you, too, because you guys are so loved now, I would say, right across the country, you, you have support from Canadians and, and they love you guys. Uh, how do you feel the Canadian pop scene is right now? And, and are you guys a close knit bunch? Because it really seems that there's about like eight or 10 of you where everybody knows who you are and you're kind of doing similar things i'm just wondering if you're all like one another and supportive of one another yeah i mean i i think so like i think in a lot of in both of our instagrams you'll probably see like a lot of shout outs like yeah and tyler shaw and Scott Hawkins. yeah it, it feels like um yeah luckily everyone is very supportive of each other and i think we all just feel lucky you know this this stuff can go away at any time and anytime and no one you know no one deserves to be on the radio it's just such a blessing when it happens and so i think everyone's kind of in that same boat of like trying to be thankful for you know any success that you get and celebrating other people's success definitely helps you helps your mental state for sure. <laughs> 100% <laughs> And I, as well, with regards to your Canadian fans, because I know, Rhea, I know that you've toured in the States. Dan, I'm not sure if you have or not, but what's the difference of, of going down there and, and seeing, because obviously you're building your audience down there, but you've already got an audience here in Canada. So is it just a completely different vibe trying to get other markets to, to be aware of what you're doing? Um, it's different for sure. Like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more, uh, you know, I'm playing bigger venues in Canada than I am in Europe and the States. I'm very much sort of just starting out down there. Um, I, I mean, the vibe is just that Canadians are nicer okay. a little bit, <laughs> but, but not really. Everyone's nice, but I say that only as a proud Canadian, you know, we have, uh, I like coming home and hearing everyone's funny accents and saying, A. Hey. Um, but, but it is, you know, music lovers all over the world are, are awesome. So I don't get, we don't get a lot of, you know, it's all good. It's all the, it's music lovers everywhere are kind of the same. Yeah, I agree. Dan, what is up next for you? Because I know Rhea's heading out on tour. What do you What do you have got going on? Yeah, so I'll be jumping on some of the shows with her, and then I'm just getting a new EP ready for January, February, which is I've been trying to put this together for two years. So it's been, uh, it's uh, too close. It's kind of throwing me in for a curveball, but it's it's only good stuff, and uh, I'm really excited to get some new material out um, in the new year. So yeah. Awesome. And, and Rhea, what do you want your fans to know? I, I know you're heading out on tour. Any sort of highlights? I think I, I also saw in one of your Instagram shots that Jocelyn Alice is going to be heading out with you. Yeah. So on the first portion of the tour, I have uh, Matthew V, incredible singer from Vancouver. And then for the Maritime shows, I had Jocelyn Alice coming out. And, um, and the Maritime shows are in March. So, yeah, right across the country with, yeah, two great singers. I don't know why I surround myself with great singers. It's not good myself, team. <laughs> yeah, you're a great singer. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. And then um, with regards to, like, so, Rhea, will you be done in the spring and then work on another project? Or do you think you have, like, a lot to go for, like, 2020? You've got a lot of work on your, your plate. Um, I, no, I'm going to be releasing new music, um, you know, uh, probably around the, the Maritime Tour as well. Um, but I think, you know, I'm just kind of focusing on song by song right now. And, and yeah, and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm not going to be releasing an album, certainly not on the same day as Dan. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard some of the new Rhea stuff, and it's amazing. So awesome. I can't wait and now, and now, I want to suggest that eventually it should be the Rhea and Dan country act duo. So maybe that's down the line <laughs> when you want to. Ex- actually, I've been thinking about it ever since you said it. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> uh, I love you both. Thank you so much for doing this, and you know, I'm so proud of the, the two of you for doing what you do. And just you know, you're welcome back on the show anytime. And and yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Thanks so much, so much Kelly. Guys. Yeah, I tell everyone, Kelly, you're the very first person to give me a chance on on radio, and I'll never forget it, and I just appreciate the support so much. You yeah, I are the sport too, Kelly. You're so sweet. Oh, well, you are very welcome. That is a Canadian artist, Dan Talevsky, Rhea May. Make sure you follow them on their social media at Dan Talevsky and at Rhea is awake. The Kelly Alexander Show, bringing you fresh sounds like this. For some new music, you're listening to 27-year-old singer-songwriter and actor Max, who hails from New York City. Back in 2016, he had a hit song, Lights Down Low, and it looks like this new one is definitely going to be heading in that direction. The melody is super catchy, and it's got a great beat. You say, as long as I'm here, no one can hurt you. She was blown up in the last year with her debut album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Is back with a new song, of course, written by her collaborator and older brother, Phineas. Now, they have a very special relationship, and that's exactly what this song is about, talking about how they each will always have their back. Billie, by the way, her first album is now the highest-selling debut album of 2019, and she is officially the first artist born this millennium to achieve both a number one album and number one single. They come Zed has released a new single with Grammy-nominated R&B artist Kalani, and as you can tell, they have created something special. The song has a great beat, a great melody that is definitely going to perk your ears up, and both of these artists were very happy to team up on this collaboration and have admired each other's work. New music on The Kelly Alexander Show. Joining us on the show is Calgary-born R&B recording artist Ruben Young. Ruben's vocal style has been compared to artists like Marvin Gaye, John Legend, and Anderson Pack. Ruben has recently released his debut EP called Dream State, and we're looking forward to chatting with him. Ruben, welcome to The Kelly Alexander Show. Kelly, thank you so much for having me. First of all, you have a rock star name, Ruben Young. It sounds like an R&B artist. <laughs> That's so on point. Yeah, I guess so. It's my real name, though. Oh, that works out then. That's cool. Very good. I lucked out. Yeah, exactly. Your, your parents did a good job. <laughs> yeah, they did. Except nobody can ever spell it right. Oh, right. Yeah, because it's, it's spelled a little bit different, eh? So it's cool. It was spelled like the sandwich. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Like, people love to spell. You know, you know how even in emails, people will see your name right there, like they typed your name in properly in the email bar, but they still spell your name wrong in the email? <laughs> That's my life. That is your life. Very That's good. my life. Yeah. So I have to start by saying uh, when most people picture Calgary, especially if you're Canadian and you're not from out west, you sort of envision rodeos and country music and 10-gallon hats, mm-hmm. not R&B. So for those of us who don't know, is there a vibrant soul scene in Calgary or was it challenging to find like-minded people and artists? 
Uh, I think it's kind of both answers at once. It's growing and it's getting there. Um, there are definitely like-minded artists there, but it wasn't kind of the environment that I felt like I could, I could thrive in, in my sound. But I mean, there are, there are definitely people working to change that every day in Calgary and, and grow that scene. So it's cool. And I definitely hope to help build that one day. Have you had to, like, I, I got from some of your press information, it sounds like you're not there all the time. Did you go to Toronto? Is that where you are? Yeah, I'm in Toronto now. But um, I do a lot of back and forth. But I, I kind of, um, last year I did this big old writing trip and started to kind of get my feet wet outside of Calgary. And I actually, so I would, I would leave Calgary every Monday. I would go to, like, one of many cities like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, London, LA, Nashville. Um, I would write songs, like I do co-writing sessions two, three times a day. So I'd write songs all week. And then I would fly back to Calgary on Friday, bartend Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make my money for the week, and then do it all again on Sunday. So that was kind of how I started to chip my way out of the city. And yeah, now I'm in Toronto full time. Okay, cool. Now, can you talk to us a little bit about how your music career got rolling? Were you always focused on it since you were a kid? Not really, no. I mean, I, I my mom had me in vocal lessons because she knew I liked it um, all the way through junior high and high school. Uh, but I wasn't ever focused on music as a career until after university. Um, I did a degree in business and finance, actually. Uh, so I literally studied money and then decided to become an artist. <laughs> well, actually, I, that's really uh, fascinating because I'm assuming that business background is now helping you be your own boss and because and, you are a businessman being your own artist. So Definitely. No, it definitely pays off and has its way of uh, being transferable for sure. But yeah, in, in the beginning, it's, uh, it's a funny transition for, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm sure, especially if you show up yeah. to studio yeah. sessions with your attache case. Uh, yeah, 100%. percent <laughs> do it. Uh, when you were growing up, who did you listen to musically, and do you find that those influences somehow seep into the sound you're creating today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, it was like Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Um, like, I definitely lived in like a Motown house. Uh, my brother listened to a lot of rap and hip-hop, though, so he kind of integrated me into that culture, you know, um, into whether it was Biggie or... Um, you know, like anybody else growing up, I just kind of, I fell in love with those genres first. Uh, and then I kind of, yeah, gravitated towards pop. And when you put all of those together along with some more, I guess, uh, dancier elements as well, electronic elements, you kind of put it all together in, in like a blender and my sound comes out. Now, has it been challenging for you to build your music career and network with the right connections to get yourself to the ne next level? Because I did see again when I was doing some research that uh, you've connected with people like Classified and Kaiza, who obviously have had success in Canada and even outside of, of here. So what's that journey been like? Mm, um, it's been, honestly, it's been really cool. I think serendipity has played a big role in my my life, but it's kind of met me as I've worked hard and kind of put myself in a position to meet people and build relationships. And I guess I'm saying I've gotten lucky um, to be in a place to meet these people. And I think it's just been really amazing that I've been able to become friends with them. Like that's how I met almost all of them, whether it was Luke, yeah, like classified um, or Kaiser or Haji beats. Uh, I kind of, 
whether I a lot, you know, a ton of those connections came through my writing trip. Um, but some of them happened by total accident, like Haji, I met at a party randomly, um, and actually, uh, classified as well. But yeah, no, I, I guess, uh, we just all clicked in on, on like a human level. And next thing you know, you're in the studio creating and the vibes are there and you make some music. It's pretty cool. Now that you are in Toronto, I lived there for a long time, so I, I kind of know the vibe that's there. But um, I suppose my question would be, now that you are there full time, how has yeah. it changed ch- changing you as an artist? Because the scene is so vibrant, and especially, I think, the R&B scene, there's something going on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. There's so much going on here. It's crazy. It's like, makes Calgary really feel like a farm town. But, um, no, there's... Uh, there's so much talent here. There's so many artists doing amazing things that it kind of, it's like a combination of like lighting the spark under your butt. Like, like it makes you want to work harder and you're also just motivated by how talented everyone is. And I guess inspired by them. Like you can write with people who do things so differently than you, but in such a cool way. And you can learn from that. And that's one of the biggest reasons I came out here in the first place. Um, no, it's it's definitely pushed me, but so did the other cities. Like Montreal was probably, oh, it's hard hard to say. It's not my favorite city in Canada, and it's uh, I made most of my EP Dream State in Montreal as well. So that's fascinating because I love the EP. It's fantastic, and so I'm happy to know you did it a lot in my hometown. So that's awesome. So who are you working with here, and and like what inspired you to to make that EP here? Yeah, I met these producers called The Lost Boys, um, and I went over to the studio for the first time in 2017, or I think, I guess it was maybe even 2016. Um, but yeah, we, we just, we really clicked. I think that they're like the perfect combination of of pop, R&B guys that are just multi-talented. Um, and yeah, they, they unlocked a ton of things in me as an artist, and it's crazy. We've almost every session we've been in together, we've written something that we're really proud of. Like that, that doesn't happen with everybody. So I, yeah, there's something about the energy there. I think the city's amazing. Whenever, whenever I'm there and I stay in uh, St. Albany yep. and like, I love, I love the vibe. I love the food. I love the culture and the language and the people. Um, and actually the guys and I have gone out to a, a little cabin in Roma uh, yep. and created uh, another EP there. It's just there's there's some creative in the energy in Montreal. I don't know what to say. I love it. Well, now I'm waiting for you to move down here then. So that's going yeah, right? to be your next your next decision. Uh, joining you us can on actually afford to live in Montreal. Yeah, too, exactly. So. Exactly. Joining us on the show, Canadian <laughs> R&B artist Ruben Young. His new EP is out called Dream State. And you can grab more information yeah. and all of his social media handles uh, from his website, officialrubenyoung.com. I wanted to get your take on this, Ruben. Uh, so we've had some successful soul artists in the States or make it in the States, like Daniel Caesar, uh, Alessia Cara, who I know is, is also also pop, but there's definitely a soul to her, and I think she's fantastic and a great ambassador for soul music from Canada. Uh, not to mention, mm-hmm. of course, the, the grand pooba, Drake. For you, is the goal <laughs> to make it big in the U.S.? Do you think your music will be better received down there? Yes, I, I do. I think, well, my goal is definitely to crack um, into as many markets as I can. I want to reach 
R&B fans around the world. So there's no doubt about that. It's been really cool to watch um, my my music, at least via Spotify um, and Apple, start to do that. Like Rachel Green is my biggest song so far. And its biggest city for the last four months has been Mexico City. Wow. So it's, it's really interesting to see it grow. And I definitely have goals of continuing to push my career without limits so that's cool now um i want to talk about rachel green in just a sec because that song is fantastic but i want to get your (laughs) opinion first of all on or your thoughts i should say on uh dream state so can you explain the title for us and then you know what was the journey like to write and produce this project yeah of course well i mean dream state is about this point in your life that stands between where you are and where you're meant to be. I think that's something that all of us can relate to is picturing us, picture our, picturing ourselves somewhere down the line that, you know, we know we're supposed to be, whether that's in your career or in love. And Dream State isn't about just thinking about it. It's about the process of getting there. And that's not like an easy thing. Um, and that's why Dream State, I think it has a lot of different layers of of vibes and feelings and and concepts because it it is about the loves that didn't work out for me and it's also about my dream girls and it's also about losing myself and my mental on the way to chasing my dreams and yeah dream that's really what dream state is is in a nutshell and for me like i hope it's really for hopeless romantics to bounce to so i like i hope you can listen to the record and and like dig into the stories and like see yourself in them um, because they're all mine, you know? That's amazing. Now you have to explain Rachel Green because I think some people would forget <laughs> who it is or just not think that a, a, like a song, like an R&B song would be Rachel Green from Friends. So explain this. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's definitely a, an ode to my dream girl. Like Rachel, if, you, if you're a 90s kid like me, you watch Friends growing up probably and that means you probably saw rachel on tv and like i don't know many people that didn't have that crush on rachel so we we i can't believe how many people relate to the song it's pretty hilarious uh or amazing to see but yeah no it's just uh it's just an ode to her and finding somebody who makes you feel as good as it was watching rachel green on tv or, or your your tv crush i know we all had one. Oh yeah for sure that's awesome um, who's yours my goodness who would be mine i'd have to like when i was mm. a little kid uh yeah. i was in i was in love with the dukes of hazard so uh luke Unreal. luke was my my boys um so yeah. i loved him so tom wopat was the actor and then yeah, yeah. it's crazy how those like kind of stick with you as you grow up <laughs> Stuff for like sure. That. You like that. ride or die for them in a way. Yeah. I remember once crying in front of the TV. I was like seven or whatever. And my mom was like, why are you crying? I'm like, I really want to meet him. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so nuts. Uh, have you been able to uh, reach out to Jennifer Aniston? Does she know the song exists? She will soon. She will soon. We're putting that into the universe. She will soon. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> now that the EP is out, what are your next plans to capitalize on the buzz about the music? Um... You know what, for me, it being out is kind of just the beginning. Like, I'm an independent artist, and that means my team and I got to bust our butt for the next couple months and do our best to make sure that this EP reaches as many fans as we think it should. And I think that that's a lot of them. Um, 
I really love this project. I, I took my time with it. Um, it was really dedicated to the sound and to the artwork. And I'm excited to share the story and let people sink into it as much as possible. So that's the next couple months for me. And then I'm going to put my head uh, back in the studio and start writing. Um, I've been like very um, patient when it comes to creating new music, but now I'm at the point now where I'm like in the shower humming and I'm like, Oh my God, that's a song. Like I'm, I'm recording voice notes all day. So uh, the, the, the new music's kind of busting out of my head right now. So I'm excited to, Get creating again. And with regards to performing, because uh, I'm assuming that's one mm-hmm. of the ways you want to get the music out to the to the people. Yes. Do you find that challenging? Because I know, like, again, the perception for Canadians is that we're like a rock country, like, or, you know, like we, mm-hmm. it's rock bands or it's pop bands and then the, like, like a Mariana's Trench or whatever that uh, can go right across the country several times and have success. Do you find or do you think it's going to be challenging for you? I know not in Toronto, this won't be an issue and, and some of the other bigger cities, mm-hmm. but do you think it will be challenging for you to get people out in, let's say, like a Thunder Bay to an R&B show? Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think I think it's tricky. We have such a large country with such diverse culture. And like like being from Calgary, I've, I grew up in that. I got a chance to see that. Like there are country fans, there's Canadiana fans, there's pop and R&B all spread out across this giant place. So, I mean, look, I, it might be, it might be tough uh, to reach everywhere, but I think that that is true in America or anywhere else too. But mm-hmm. um, one thing I will say is that I've been really grateful so far to be able to, yeah, have a great year performing in Toronto, at least getting my feet wet, opening for Gerald Vandal for phony people, I've been on the school night showcase. Um, and I've been on tour with Kaiser, which has been amazing. Um, as her opener. So we've done Toronto, uh, San Francisco, which was my first U S show and then Calgary recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, the opportunities are growing and I'm just excited because we've worked really hard on this live show. I think it's a lot of fun and I, I, I feel people resonating with it now. And so I'm excited to do it as much as possible and with as many Canadians as, as are down with the music. Perfect. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. I told you how much I love the EP, so continued success, Thank and you're you. welcome back on the show anytime. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy like Dream State, and I hope we can uh, keep chatting. Perfect. That is uh, Canadian R&B artist Ruben Young. Again, his new EP is out. It's called Dream State, and you can grab all the information off his website, officialrubenyoung.com. Time to catch you up now with things that are happening around the world online as well as in entertainment. So thanks to the internet and social media, slang words spread throughout our culture like wildfire. However, a lot of them do not end up standing the test of time. So here are three slang words from the last decade that, according to online experts, need to go into retirement before 2020 comes along. Number three. Bay, B-A-E. That word, of course, used for your romantic partner. It became popular in 2013 and even made it onto Oxford Dictionary's shortlist for word of the year. Number two, YOLO, the acronym for you only live once. Drake helped to make this popular back in 2011, but it now gets negative reviews on things like Urban Dictionary. And the number one slang word that needs to go away, far, far away, Fake news. This became popular in 2014, but ever since Donald Trump took it over, it has grated on people's nerves and hopefully it's going to head into retirement, just like Donald Trump should think about doing.
The fifth and final season of the rebooted Fuller House is getting ready to start filming, and actress Andrea Barber, who plays Kimmy Gibbler, says that it's tough not only on the cast because the show is coming to an end, but also because actress Lori Loughlin, who plays Aunt Becky, is no longer a part of the team. Lori was fired from the show following the college bribery scandal, where she allegedly paid a $500,000 bribe to make sure her daughter got into UCLA. Now, Lori, of course, has pleaded not guilty, but if she is found guilty, she could face up to 40 years in jail. It's crazy to think, but Pink and her family spent about two and a half years focusing on her career and traveling around the world with her beautiful trauma tour. And now she says that the year 2020 is going to be the year of staying home and focusing on family because her daughter Willow is back in school and her son Jameson will be starting preschool soon. She also wants to let her husband Carrie focus on his career again. She says that Carrie has been amazing following her all around the world while she performs, and now it's his turn to shine. And Pink, by the way, has earned this time off. Her beautiful Trauma World Tour, get this, is the 10th highest grossing tour of all time, bringing in more than $397 million. As always, thank you so much for spending time with us on the program this week, and we want to give a big shout-out to our guests, Rhea May, Dan Talefsky, and Ruben Young. Of course, my thanks to our producer, Adam Brisson. Don't forget that you can follow us on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. We'd also love for you to grab all of our social media handles. You can do that by hitting up our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have a great week. You and I will chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.